0: At a few different points on getting it up on that, that moto built skin system, uh, the undercloak, it's, it's not difficult at all. But I will tell you, I was on a lift with three buddies and it made it super simple and was honestly an hour and a half, two hour project. You by yourself laying on it with your belly, pushing things up and, and lining things up, it will be a full day project. But oh, have, like help, have Have some hands with you doing floor, floor jacks. It yeah. yeah floor like jack a,
1: floor jack. a floor jack will do it. You can take that floor jack and hold it up in place and then get it aligned. It won't
2: be like yeah, bad. Yeah, I'm not worried about it. I, I,
3: I mean, I'm not a
1: 7 oh, no, all, I, I but
3: I the guy said Tony needed help getting
4: it
5: up. <laughs> 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 oh, I heard it. I thought it.
3: <laughs> yeah,
2: but you so missed the
5: other one back. where Travis said he had four guys on a lift.
2: This roundtable episode is brought to you by Tyree Lights. Tyree Lights is known as an industry leader in lighting for heavy vehicles and mining, forestry, construction, and agriculture. Oh, and material handling. Now Tyree Lights Off-Road brings the same strength and quality to your Jeep. Find out more about Tyree Lights at Tyree... Offroad.com. That's T Y R I offroad.com. And, you know, we've been, uh, we've been, uh, uh, this is a, Tyree's Lights have been a sponsor for the last several weeks for the the, the roundtable episode, which we really appreciate. Uh, but uh, the, the whole TyreeOffroad.com website is, is pretty new. Uh, used to be you had to dig around in the, all their uh, mining and uh, uh, industrial lights before you could find the, the off-road lights. But now they have it set up where you can go straight to their off-road uh, site so you can uh, look and order those uh, lights right now. And, and actually, if you're a Patreon subscriber, there is a, a significant discount uh, for the Tyree lights that I've been forgetting to mention. Hi, I'm Tony, and I want to welcome all you new listeners and, of course, our regular listeners to the Jeep Talk Show Roundtable. I'm your host, and I'm excited to have you here for this special gathering of passionate Jeep enthusiasts. On tonight's episode, what is your brand of hand tools that you go to and why? Do you carry the same tools on the trail that you use in the garage? Do you keep cheap or throw away tools Uh, out to loan oh that's a good one i like that one uh should jts plan a campfire gathering at ejs and of course that has to be ejs 2024 coming up uh, next year oh did you know that you can submit your questions for the roundtable just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact to find out how
6: are you ready it's time for the jeep talk show with hosts tony josh wendy and
2: chuck you know whether you're a diehard Jeep enthusiast or just starting to explore the world of off roading, we're thrilled to have you as part of this discussion. Please consider joining the discussion by being part of our weekly Zoom meeting. Uh, just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact to find out how to join. Uh, so to let you guys know uh, we are we have a, a Patreon uh, goal of a hundred subscribers. Uh, we were at forty six, and now we're at forty three. <laughs> so it's the wrong way if uh, you've been thinking about being a patreon subscriber and uh, you're wondering if it's time well now's the time damn it so go over there and check it out for as little as five bucks you can get supported uh, started supporting the show that you love the jeep talk show so to our roundtable meeting attendees, please introduce yourself with your name and location. The first time that you speak tonight, this helps the listeners know your voice and when it's your turn or well who you are when you're speaking. So uh this is uh, again my favorite part. Hello, Zoom people.
7: Howdy. Hello, howdy, howdy, howdy.
2: Was that Tony Tony Pellegrino that was here? Hello, Tony? I guess not.
4: There's only one Tony on the show tonight.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Hope you guys are doing well. Uh, Hopefully, it's not uh, freezing where you are, unless you like it that way. I I personally like the the cold weather because I can sleep under the covers for uh, just very rare moments in uh, Southeast Texas history. All right. Let's get started. What is your go-to brand of hand tools and why? This is Kevin from DFW.
7: I'm a fan of Tecton or Sunex. They they're kind of a good middle of the line brand. Um I've never had any issues with them.
2: I think I have a few Tecton tools uh, if I'm saying that right and uh, it it's not a problem. I mean, they're they work. I think it has a lot to do with how how frequently you use the tools is where you see the 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 quality issues.
5: Yeah, this is Larry from St. Louis area. So, I used to always try to buy the uh, the Craftsman. That's was kind of my go-to for years until they kind of got rid of the uh, lifetime warranty, moved over to uh, Lowe's. So, anymore, I just typically buy them from Harbor Freight. And I, I don't break them anymore or any less than I broke anything else. <laughs>
8: <laughs> yeah, this is Chuck from Kansas, and I'm with Larry. I like Icon. You, know, you just buy them from Harbor Freight. They feel good in the hand. You know, you can buy a, a full-on set for not that much and build your your tool set. And it's the uh, icon seems to be doing pretty good for us here on the ranch, and we use it on the construction site. So they they seem to be multifaceted. They almost feel like the uh, the old snap ons now. They're fairly, I'll say, thin and polished. And I I would say that I've got quite a bit of a snap-on from years past, and the icon and the snap-on seem to, seem to work just as well. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's the same damn thing, it seems like, to me.
2: Do any of you guys uh, get the Stanley tools? I've actually got several uh, – uh, well, I do want to say several. I've got a few Stanley tools that uh, just look like good deals at Walmart and, uh, and picked them up.
1: I don't, it, this is Chip from Illinois. I don't know whether, you know, quality of tools but so you mentioned Stanley. I've I've got a set of Stanley wrenches, sockets, or not sockets, opened and closed in uh wrenches that were my dad's that he carried on the tractors on the farm all the time. And I love those. And and I've I'm, I'm gonna hang on to those forever because they were dad's wrenches. Sure. But I just think they were better quality. And and then you th- you mentioned and I'm I'm a craftsman fan in that thirty-five years ago I started accumulating craftsmen because the quality was good, the guarantee was there all those things, but I don't know, with you guys, I've kind of gravitated back to Harbor Freight and just picking up, especially tools I don't use that often. I do have a set of Craftsman, like the multi thing, I don't know, 100, 100 piece set or whatever that I throw in my Jeep because it's got a nice hard case, it locks closed, it's all sorted and, and has its own little compartments. so that's thrown in the back of my Jeep when I'm off-roading, but if you're talking about electronic tools, like ratchets and, and and your impact wrench and all those things, Tony, you, you mentioned you just bought a DeWalt recently. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a DeWalt guy. I've also got some Makita stuff so unfortunately my batteries don't interchange but I've got some of each. It depends on what I needed at the time but I, for my Jeep, i went out to Harbor Freight and bought Bauer. The ratings looked good. I thought, hey, I've got I, I won't have a lot of money in this Harbor Freight electric stuff. I'll throw it in the back of my Jeep, and if something goes bad, I'm not out that much money. Everything works pretty good except the impact wrench. It, it'll do the job, but it, it tends to cycle. Like, I can use it. I can take off one lug nut, and then I've got to let it rest just a little bit before I can take off another lug nut. And so, it's, you kind of get what you pay for. But, I'm, again, I'm looking like, okay, if I drop it in the mud, if I drop it on the trail, if I lose some of it, it's, it's Bauer. It's inexpensive.
7: I walked into my brother-in-law's shop the other day and almost got hit with a Bauer impact that he threw across because he was done with it.
1: <laughs> I understand. I understand. I well, mean, you know, so- it'll, it'll, reach, it'll reset in a minute.
7: I'm curious, has anyone tried any of the Milwaukee like sockets
0: and ratchet yet? Didn't know they were making sockets and ratchets. Oh, actually, you say sockets and ratchets. My tools, my Power tools were all Milwaukee. They got stolen. So I'm all cheap, everything out of Harbor Freight now, because I'm not going to replace the amount of money I spent in tools over the years. Uh, but the Hercules brand is what I've got from Harbor Freight. I believe it's Hercules, not the Bauer. But, I'm uh, again, for what I'm using on <clears throat> how often it's not, uh, everything's worked well. You know, I've got air tools in in the garage for – 90% of everything and that's if I've got a tool that I need a real tool for I've got an air tool for it so I've Sweet. not had to buy that or replace that
5: those are good so you know that's something that we were out at out at uh, SEMA and we were talking to the the reps at uh at Harbor Freight and I always thought that the Hercules was like a step under the bower. over and, and it's actually over, right? The Hercules is supposed to be the industrial version of,
0: of the those. Well, I've been buying good then. Yeah. And they're still cheap. They're still cheap. I mean, it's still a cheap product. Now, you know, my sockets, my I've got, you know, ratcheting, ratcheting wrench that's cobalt uh, that I picked up at Lowe's or Home Depot when it was on sale. Father's Day is the best time to buy sales. Um, Father's Day, I think, is the cheapest discounting point. In any of your Lowe's or Home Depot. And I picked things up there at that point. But Hercules is, is or Hercules, just Harbor Freight, where I buy 90% as, as I got everything stolen out of an open garage when I was living in uptown Charlotte. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not spending that money again.
1: Yeah, you know, maybe I misread the newsletter. I, I was, so I saw something about tools. I was thinking about Doc Johnson tools.
6: The what? Did you just make a reference that nobody got?
1: When <laughs> we well, were talking about strap-on tools, I mean...
6: <laughs> but I want to know if they're making tools that have homing beacons, because I just got underneath there and just added some transmission fluid on my Jeep, and I haven't gone anywhere but right here, and I, for the life of me, cannot find my little 14-millimeter socket. It's inside yeah. the transmission. I checked there. That was the first place I went. to. <laughs> oh no, I mean, I thought you meant like still in the plug, but no, it's, it's hanging out with the 10 millimeter,
7: I guess, but yeah, I, it's just gone. So well, kind of, I, you know, know. I had asked about the Milwaukee ones cause they come in like a pack out box for certain sets that locks into the pack out set. And I know a lot of people put those in the Jeeps to lock them in. Mm-hmm. I was curious if anyone
9: had actually tried the hand tools. Hey, this is I, did, from I didn't even know they were making it. This is oh. Blaine from Chicago. Um, uh, I haven't tried the Milwaukee ones, but the Husky brand from uh, from Home Depot is yep. so quite good. good. I yeah. bought just a cheap uh, kind of all-in-one hundred and some odd piece uh, socket combo set just to throw in the Jeep. And uh, that's become my main set of tools. Uh, they, they work great, and I have yet to break anything no matter what I do. Looks like the Cobalt, right? So Cobalt is kind of the same as Husky, just for Lowe's, right? Yeah, yeah
1: as long as you open the box right side up and not upside oh, God. down. Very
7: true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got a, a gear wrench set from Home Depot a year or so ago and I broke one socket, which I don't fault gear wrench the brand in, but the warranty for them is terrible. Like, you have to know the item number for the whole set and then to warrant it, warranty it, you have to send the whole set in.
5: Yeah, so, so that's what I ran into with some of the older craftsman stuff I had because, you know, they were always tied to the lifetime warranty. When you, when you take the older stuff into Lowe's now, if it's not the current versions, you have to send all that stuff out and, you know, you got to ship it and everything else. Well, most
9: people ain't going to do that. Yeah, I've had some luck with Ace Hardware. Uh The Ace Hardware by me, they still sell Craftsman and oh, they've been nice. really good at replacing... uh under the warranty no questions asked if they don't have the exact one they'll give you something that's the sim- most similar they can find well that's good But the hand tools right because i've always understood yeah. the
6: grassman lifetime warranty that applies to hand tools ratchets yeah. wrenches or stuff like that not to yeah, that was that was never power your tools your, yeah you can't bring your power tools or air tools or i nothing.
9: don't think it covers torque wrenches either yeah maybe not torque wrenches either but i know it covers like all the regular hand tools yeah
10: Josh here from Texas. It's a mix of stuff. My I've got a blow molded case set of Craftsman's that pretty much live in the garage and that lets me keep track of, you know, oh, I'm missing something. I need to go find it. Right. I used to work on airplanes and that tool accountability thing gets under my skin sometimes. Uh, I have been buying a bunch of Harbor, like all my electric 20 volt tools are all Bauer from Harbor Freight and uh, like Chip was saying, the, the big uh, half inch drive, okay. impact gun. Right. It it's it's it doesn't cycle for me. It's very sensitive to the battery charge. If you're even one bar, you're if you're even one light down on the battery, it it struggles to take lug nuts off. But if you have a fully charged battery, it it does job fine hmm.
9: for whatever reason. So uh, I have a. Uh an electric Bauer uh, half-inch drive impact that is just amazing. I've had it for years, and, and that thing just, it, it never misses a beat. Is that the one I that plugs into the wall? The because they've, they've got one, which I think their
10: 20-volt is based off of, which has got 100, it plugs it into the wall. It's 115-volt impact, and that thing is awesome. But if you, like, comparing the two, the 20-volt and that other one, like the, the mechanical mechanism looks the same between the two. It's just one's 115 and one's 20-volt.
1: The the, the, the 20-volt one for me, and maybe it's the charge of the battery because I don't pay attention to that, is that, you know, I can get one lug nut off and then I've got to let it set. And sometimes I take the battery off, pop it back on, and then it'll take another lug nut off. But I'm really curious. Maybe I'll upgrade the the Hercules stuff if that's better from Harbor, Or maybe I go out and buy it at Walt. I haven't decided yet. I just know that when I'm on the trail, I want an impact wrench that's electric that I can count on.
10: Yeah. Yeah, like I said, if I if I've got a fully charged, brand new battery on that impact gun, I can take all the lugs off the Jeep, just rapid fire. I don't have to wait on it.
1: That's interesting. If it's so get- if
10: it's got if it's down a little bit, if it's down even one bar, uh, it will struggle to take lug nuts off.
1: Because the other thing I bought with the Harbor Freight thing was not so. I bought a chain electric chainsaw that ran the, the Bauer one. That just <laughs> so if you've got a, a smaller tree across a trail and you're in a position or in. An area that's okay for you to cut a tree or cut a, a down tree. Um, I've used that chainsaw a lot, but then again, it dulled really quick. I wasn't impressed with the with the tooth quality compared to some of the other more expensive brands of of electric chainsaws. But and I like oil pack, to that uh, saw. One battery pack that would run it's not very fast. A drill a chainsaw. But I've got multiple tools that I can use out of that battery, and it's Bauer. I didn't have a lot of money in it.
10: So I got, I've got that same saw, it's a 10-inch bar, runs on a 20-volt battery. It's slow as hell, it but is. that's an advantage to me. Kevin, I hate putting oil in any saw I carry in the Jeep because it's going to leak out and get fucking everywhere, and I hate that. Yeah. So, so your electric without, saw doesn't, doesn't, doesn't use oil? It, it, you can put oil in it if you want to, I don't. The chain, the, oh. the chain, the chain speed on this 20-volt Bauer saw is very, very low, so you're not getting it hot. You're not getting it very hot to start with. What I will do is I'll carry a can of like of like of like spray lube and I'll spray it on the bar between cuts yeah. instead of putting oil in the reservoir and having it leak all over the inside of the jeep.
1: That's a good idea uh, because I have
6: know.
10: I have yet to use a I have yet to use even a high quality name brand chainsaw like we've got all Stills at work and uh, they leak all over the inside of the trucks and the engines. Well, so
1: I, I use the the I filled mine up initially and then. After it leaked out all over everything, I never refilled it again.
11: I, I have agree, a, the but... Milwaukee with the with. I have the Milwaukee with. I think it's like the fourteen inch, fourteen or sixteen inch. And yeah, I I I haven't used it a whole lot of times, but uh, the oil that I put in it's still in it. hasn't leaked out. And I uh, store that in the back of my Jeep. Of course, I I do have a a, a rubber mat in the back just in case it does. But I haven't had. Yeah, any I've never had one that didn't leak. so I don't my, know. My, my little.
7: 8-inch Milwaukee has not leaked, but I have like a, uh, like it's an echo gas yeah, chains, all that one leaks, so I, I get that. The, um,
10: so anyway, Chip, you said the my blade lap my chain, doing it the, the way I do it, lasted about a season. I'll post the link up. I ordered a, another chain from Amazon. Is like Oregon something or another. Oh, uh, do what? I'll I'll, put, I'll post the link in the, uh, in in Discord. But that chain's been on there for two seasons now and still is going strong. Great. And that's not, that's not running oil on it. That's just spraying it every once in a while with, like, spray lube.
1: Beautiful. That's what I need to find. Yeah, I just you got ever
10: got a, thought uh, about this sharpening the chain? Uh, uh, you know, for I've $14, I'm not wasting my time.
9: Yeah. <laughs> well, it
10: doesn't take just that long. I
9: got a mini chainsaw, a little six-inch blade uh, mini chainsaw from Amazon, cheap made-in-China stuff, thinking it's going to be crap. I got a Black Friday special for, like, 30 bucks. It's the saw, two twenty 20-volt batteries, two chains, lube, carrying case, shoulder strap, everything you could want for it for literally 30 bucks. And uh, I, I went on some trails the other day just doing some uh, trail cleanup, and, man, I was just cutting trees like crazy. Couldn't believe how well that thing works.
1: Hmm. Well, having but, a chainsaw, that's a whole other discussion, right, having a chainsaw on a trail, right? Are oh, you, absolutely. Are we in, a, are we in a, a, an area that it's okay to use a chainsaw or not? And it depends on the park or the the <coughs> land that you're using, you know, should we be chainsawing trees. But if there's a branch blocking a trail, most of the time, they're happy that you actually cleared the trail.
5: Yeah, you know, but the other point of that is, is we pretty much all drive Jeeps, which are we all know have all the room in the world inside of them. Hmm. So you start talking, you know, uh, if you're carrying a, la- a large chainsaw with the, the gas and the oil and... Which other items aren't you packing because of that?
1: That's why I went electric.
9: Right. Yeah, that's, exactly. that's why I with this mini because I used to carry my big 20-inch uh, chainsaw in the bed of my Gladiator, but then you got to carry gas for it, the oil, and everything else. You get this little mini, and it's just a tiny little case, and I deleted my back seat in my Gladiator, so i got more room in there than it seems like I have the bed. And it's just you know, more crap I can put in there and quick access to it. Right. This is Bob in Colorado. Uh, in the spring when I go out and
4: they first open the trails up, and the gate's up, I will take my little DeWalt electric chainsaw and a couple of, a few batteries with me because we run into downed trees just over the winter. They come down. That way you can slice them and roll them to the side of the trail. If they're laying there by the side of the trail, they will get picked up. Somebody will cut them and take them
11: for firewood. It all depends on the trail you're going down, too. I mean, if you're going on something that's used heavily, then probably not an issue but if, if you're not going down a heavily used trail all the time I mean you never know when the night before a, a, you know a storm came through and knocked a tree down I mean sure you can use the winch to pull it out of the way or something like that but just sometimes it's just easy just to cut it cut it up and, and then like Bob said cut it up throw it in the back throw a couple not all of it but a couple pieces in the jeep and there you got firewood for the night
2: Bob what size uh, DeWalt uh, chainsaw is that
4: uh, I think it's a 12 inch
2: yeah, Mar. that's what I was looking at here at, uh, on Amazon. Just uh, just curious. I never thought about a, a battery powered chainsaw before until you guys started talking about it. Makes sense. I just never Nor thought had about
12: uh. it. And uh,
0: I've, I've got a you
12: know, gas I've got, one. An I've, had them.
4: I've got an axe on right. the Jeep. I use the, ga- the little battery one. Even for pruning trees at home now, I don't oh, yeah. mess with getting the gas chainsaw. Right. I haven't well, fired that's... it up since the first year we moved in here.
11: When you talk no about weights, I mean the nice thing about having a the battery operating one is I mean the weight of the battery is it's not just there for the chainsaw, it's there for the impact, it's there for the, the saw it's there for the for the grinder. I mean, you know, so I, I like I like my little sixteen inch Milwaukee and then I use the, the twelve amp hour or eighteen volt battery for it and that thing I can go through some serious wood be in, in with one charge.
7: Yeah, I, I only get my gas one out if I'm going to be out there for hours cutting stuff. If I have just got like some trim in or something like that, or cutting something out of a trail, my little eight inch electric one is a beast.
0: Mm-hmm. That's y'all are impressing me because I've 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 got an axe on the Jeep that that I've always carried. Is that battery I've powered? Never once had to use it. It's it's not. It's you know my batteries <laughs> swinging it. But I carry an, I, I carry a hatchet. Right. Well, a hatchet. That's. I mean, that's what I've got. Not. I say axe. Just some Hatch, hammer. Everybody. <laughs> but it, it,
2: this is this is like I'm, lies you tell your girlfriend, right? <laughs> uh, you were correct. <laughs>
0: it's, an it's, axe, dear. it's an axe. It's an axe. It's a four-inch but axe, but hey, it's an axe. <laughs> I've never considered, you know, one of these battery-powered chainsaws. I've seen them my entire, well, since they've been invented out, but I've never once considered it for the home or to carry on the trail. And you guys have have just sold me on, you know, maybe something, I've not asked for anything for Christmas, but maybe like, hey, I want one of these. So thank you.
1: Either a battery-powered chainsaw or a really good reciprocating saw. So I mentioned I had Makita. I've got a really good Makita reciprocating saw if I'm going out and actually doing trail cleanup, if I know that's my purpose for that day, I'm throwing that Makita reciprocating saw in because it's so much quicker and just zip through the smaller stuff.
0: Is a Makita Sol-Z-O? still is yeah, Makita still micat yeah, like batteries? I've got a Sawzall. So go on Amazon. You for-
10: can get the tree. The actual blade's meant for cutting trees and large mm-hmm. limbs. They're about 10 to 12 inches long. Mm-hmm. So chuck, chuck that up in your Sawzall and go to town.
3: There you go. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Uh, I I got a little late here to the party, but I've committed to. I have a hundred percent, and it's it's not great, but it's cobalt, right? <laughs> but everything I have uses the same batteries, and I have yep. uh, 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 a, a sawzall type thing that has a really coarse blade that I can use for limb, small limbs, small trees, and those okay. things, and it just buzzes through them like nothing. I mean, it's really incredible. And and then I can take that battery to impacts, uh, ratchets, everything that I have, and I just move them around and I've got everything, all my chargers and all my battery mounts mounted to my Jeep box in my garage. And it's just like a, a portable pack. And then I've got uh, battery uh, mounts that I put inside my truck so that I can take a bunch of batteries and all my tools with me. So I, I, it just commit to something, whatever it is. So you don't carry a bunch of different batteries and a bunch of different chargers. And I think you'd be good to go.
2: Well, this is what kind of got me recently uh, when the, I found out that the Craftsman uh, didn't uh, warranty the, uh, the, the, the pneumatic. Uh, I think that's right. The, the impact tool that I have, the half inch app uh, impact tool that I have that's uh, runs off of the air compressor. Um, I said, well, I got to buy something, <clears throat> and I was looking at. Uh, I really like the Milwaukee. You know, it's red, uh, but for other reasons, <laughs> I, I, I see that Milwaukee does pretty good in the uh, in the side by sides.
0: I like Milwaukee.
2: Yeah, and uh, but anyway, uh, they got me because I already have a Dewalt drill. My wife uh, bought my wife a, a Dewalt drill that uses the new batteries, and I'm thinking to myself, do I do I want to buy something different and then have be in battery hell? I me, mean, I can well imagine this. Some people that have maybe more money. Uh, than cents or just buying whatever they want to buy and now they have all this uh, this huge battery backup uh, thing on their wall with the various batteries they need and they're, they're they're standing there waiting for the Milwaukee one to get charged and there's a DeWalt one that's fresh ready to go and this well I should have bought a DeWalt anyway so I got the DeWalt half inch uh, 899 or whatever it was model it was uh, and of course, then I find out this thing—that thing is old as far as the design goes. But it's still a, it's supposed to be a very good impact. So, uh, looking forward to using that uh, here very soon. I
0: think
11: are there are adapters, adapters for
0: batteries. You
9: don't have—I
11: don't, don't think you'll find a DeWalt to a Milwaukee or a Milwaukee to a DeWalt adapter. Yeah,
0: I, I, I'm not or saying yes, there, there is. You can absolutely there, find there, those
10: adapters on Etsy. Is there really? Yeah. Yes, yeah, go I'm on Etsy into it. That's there's surprising. guys 3D printing all kinds of shit on there, and oh, yeah, a ton yeah. of those are battery adapters.
2: You know, I just realized, me, uh, Chuck, are you aware of the battery-operated tools? Because this is something that's relatively modern, and, and quite often there's a lot of plastic on them.
8: Well, that's why I was I was sitting here wondering. <laughs> you know, I run pneumatic on all of my Jeeps because I have an air compressor with a tank. So I don't bring battery powered anything. I just have there my you go. <laughs> that's, and, ex- that's exactly right. Nice metal right. Compre- air compressor. Like out on job sites, absolutely. We've got battery powered everything. We actually have, I think, four or five different brands because each truck has their own brand of impact and batteries. So really. You'd, well, you don't have trucks stealing it from each other, right? So Ah, you, <laughs> that's that's smart. It, I
9: never would have thought of that. Isn't that and, what a Sharpie's for?
2: Is what? A Sharpie. Oh, I thought he said herpes. I was
9: really confused. <laughs>
2: <laughs> herpes keeps uh, you from sharing well, things.
8: <laughs> but does anybody else run an air tank and an air compressor on their Jeep? Because like, that's, what, that's what I do.
2: And I don't have yeah. battery powered anything. It's just
0: pneumatic. This can in the be, garage,
12: yes. On the Jeep, no.
2: Convert your your AC uh, comp- compressor to an air compressor, Chuck.
12: Well, no, I, I, I mean I run both. I have an air tank, uh, two air compressors on the Jeep, one for the air ride, but I can still use it in my tank. And I also carry some battery stuff too. Just yeah,
8: I think I have a. A two and a half gallon or a five gallon—I think it's two and a half gallon tank that my my air compressor fills and runs the ARBs on my Jeep. So if I need anything, I've got a small whip and then one of those you know coil type air hoses. And with two and a half gallons with a good pneumatic um, impact wrench, I mean, you, I've never had any issues. Like I've never had to have.
11: Little- It'll last for about five seconds, right?
8: No, I mean i
11: yeah.
8: could, I've I've changed tires, hubs, rebuilt the front end.
7: I'm I'm curious about weight of pneumatic versus electric because, like, I've got a little M twelve three eighths impact that'll pull lugs off that is half the size of a three eighths pneumatic impact.
11: Well, unless your compressor I'm- is like really gen- re- resupplying that tank very very fast. A two and a half gallon tank is not gonna run a three eighths a three eighths or a half inch impact for very long at all. You might get one or two hits off of it, and then after that it, it might sustain, but it ain't gonna sustain with any real power. I uh, don't know.
8: I it, it seems to be My doing-
12: ARB air compressor with the Valair air air compressor <laughs> underneath can keep up with an impact and keep me around ninety PSI the whole time I'm running. Wow. Yep.
8: I, I've that's got a buy really cool. a That's a hundred percent duty cycle. I paid the, the extra for it and it keeps up. No problem. I mean, you're not going to paint your car and you're not going to run a, a, you know, a plasma cutter off of it, but you need to zip a tire off and then start rebuilding the front end. I've done it on the trail with it. And it, my wife's laughing. Cause she, I mean, she's been there and it's like, okay, you know, like, no, I mean it's not as fast as if you pull into my shop and you know need to pull a motor. I get it, but I have one impact wheel and a and a hose in my toolbox, and that's it in the Jeep. And I've never had any. I'm just wondering if anybody else ever did that.
1: I really need to upgrade and get an ARB or or air on my on my Jeep because right now I'm running a power tank, and the power tank will run the the power tool like you're talking, but. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm saving my air because I want to make sure I can air up also. Yeah, and yeah. You've got, what, like four four air ups or whatever on 37s before I run my power tank out. And if I'm wheeling all week, I'm really reluctant to use that power tank for anything other than airing up.
2: Well, you know I'm going I'm- I'm to speak with, for Steve at Power Tank. All this means is you need to buy another power tank.
1: Ah, buy another bottle. Yeah, <laughs> you and mark them, and label them. Thinking?
8: That was the big deciding factor that I did not, at a young age, I did not go with a power tank and I went with an air compressor because I wanted to be the one that was able to regenerate any compression that I needed, right? I wanted to just drive down the trail and then I could get my own air. I don't have to go anywhere. And I've always lived out away from towns, big cities, you know, metropolitan areas. So, there's no, even though you have welding shops, a lot of those guys, they don't want anything to do with you know, the, the, the deal, but um,
1: that's why I want to do both. Right. I want to, so I want to have, I want to have the ARB for onboard and for right around my vehicle, but I like the power tank in that one, I can air up my tires, but if somebody knocks a tire off their bead, I can carry it back, you know, five Jeeps deep back without in a narrow trail, I can just carry the power tank. It's so portable. I know there's portable viairs and portable kits for ARB even, but I, I like the power tank in that I can go back and air up somebody's tire really quick if I'm needing to help somebody.
2: So let me ask you guys a quick question. Uh, do we have anybody that's up close to uh, the Michigan area, uh, that uh, the Detroit? I mean, I guess uh, Steve-O is.
1: Well, Steve's in Chicago. I'm spending the night in Benton Harbor. I'm in Michigan right
2: now. So the reason why I ask is uh, coming up on January 20th, uh, there's going to be a winter, uh, winter event at Forfest. At uh,
13: Holly Oaks. It's always great to hang out with our friends from Jeep Talk because what do we love to talk about? <laughs> Jeeps. Speaking of Jeeps and fun things coming up, we've got Detroit Winterfest coming up January 20th. Keep in mind, I said Detroit Winterfest. Last year we called it Detroit Snowfest and we didn't have snow, so it quickly became Detroit Mud Fest. This year, we're going with something much safer, Detroit Winterfest. An excellent opportunity in the heart of winter to get out, meet all of your Jeep friends. Obviously, as always, Jeep is supporting this event in a very meaningful way, and all the Jeep team will be out there, including all the folks that you've come to know from around Jeep, and some new people uh, that are just joining the team. And we're really excited to, uh, to have everybody back out at Hollyoaks ORV Park and get out there and do some off-roading in the dead of winter in Michigan. We're gonna have campfires and our great friends at Dana are going to uh, provide some pizzas and other things. And last year, Tony, when this started out, I thought, man, if we have a few hundred people come out, it's gonna be fantastic. And 2,000 people showed up. So this year, I don't know what to think. I, this could be as big as Detroit Four Fest. I don't know. I don't want to exaggerate, but, but man, it's, uh, it's a really great time to get out. So come join us. It'll be great fun. And we're going to have Detroit Winter fest and Night Fest. And uh, obviously, our great friends, great supporters, friends of your show, uh, Tyree Lights, is, uh, is powering Night Fest and, uh, and lighting up the night. Go to four, the number four, Fest. F-E-S-T, like festival, events.com, get signed up for Winterfest. And, hey, you know, I kind of forgot, but we're also going to have, for those that are new to this space, some Off-Road 101 lessons like we do at all of our events. At Detroit Four Fest this year, we did 278 Off-Road 101 lessons. That's what I call a warm welcome (laughs) to people that are beginners because we want new people involved in this sport, and this is a great opportunity to get out there and, and do a fun family activity and learn how to be a better off-roader. We'll look forward to uh, to seeing everybody in January. Happy, happy holiday season. Happy New Year, and uh, and off we go. Detroit Winterfest, January 20th.
2: Yeah, it's uh, that's going to be really cool. And uh, Julianne and uh, Chris, I know we're going and uh, hopefully uh, any of you guys that are close by or feel like driving will go to that because it's always an a inter- interesting time. I haven't been, but I hear about it from uh, from Chris and uh, and Julianne. So here's the
1: thing about Hollyoaks. It's a great park, but it's not that big. If they're getting a really big turnout, you're going to spend a lot of time waiting around to get onto some of the obstacles and stuff.
2: Well, you can um, eat pizza. Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
1: <laughs> it, 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 you got to kind of weigh it, right? If you're in the area. That, that's easy, it's an easy one, but well,
2: that's the that's the cool thing about it. It, yeah. it is because it's, it's close by. You don't you're not driving yeah. Yeah. hours and hours and hours. I mean, if if it's if it's near where you live, so uh, yeah. yeah, it's it's uh, it's a smaller park, but it's a great place to be able to go off. And the cool thing is, is that uh, Jeep goes and does things out there in that park, and there, so you're you're likely to see something new or something exciting from Jeep there.
1: Yeah. I'm kind of looking at it like JT, like the the Easter Jeep Safari we can go there, we can wheel some. It's a smaller park, but there's also a lot of vendors and a lot of people there to make contact with. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm planning on going to that. I can't make it... The other one I think Steve's looking at going is the Winter Blast or whatever that's up there with the Great Lakes Four-Wheel Drive Association, which is another example <laughs> about weeks later in Michigan, a little bit further north, um, which would be more of a trail ride. Yeah. So, it whether you want a trail ride or you want an event, where if you're not even into off-roading and you're listening to the Jeep Talk Show and you hear about this winter, the Winterfest, you can go to that and you don't even have to take your Jeep off in the mud. You can go just hang out. Yeah. and look at vendors and hang out and do a jeep show
2: well and and we have a lot of uh, uh a lot of listeners that are new to jeeps and they're looking for uh, or uh, i think they are looking for a way to get involved in uh, taking off road but they're a little concerned well my god they're going to have some one-on-one classes there too so this is a great opportunity for you to go out there and nobody expects you to know how to wheel
1: oh don't get me wrong if you haven't been to any event like this absolutely i think it's a great event to go to and get your feet wet and meet people and get gain some experience
5: right here they, they got a pretty good vendor show there as well well yeah
2: yeah there's more to it than just wheeling um uh, yeah. but uh but yeah i mean it's uh, uh i'll look forward to to go into that damn it larry why do you have a picture of a skid system that's uh, installed on a jeep i i have to install skids on my jeep and you're taunting not even me his jeep
5: but Christmas. I was, at, but I was at that event.
7: Uh,
1: Christmas break's coming up, Tony. You got all all throughout the holidays to stick that good plate system on. That's true. All right,
7: I just well, uh, the that okay. uh, Milwaukee set on the Discord. If anybody wants to go look that,
0: oh, thank you. Oh, thanks. And time out, Tony. You're installing that yourself. Uh, well, you need help at a few different points on getting it. On that, that moto built skid system, uh the undercloak. It's it's not difficult at all, but I will tell you I was on a lift with three buddies and it made it super simple and was honestly an hour and a half, two hour project. You by yourself laying on it with your belly, pushing things up and, and lining things up, it will be a full day project. But oh, have Lord. help have have some hands with you doing floor, floor jacks.
1: It is A floor floor jack will do it. You can take that floor jack and hold it up in place and then get it aligned. It won't be that
2: bad. Yeah, I'm not worried about it. I I, I mean, I'm not a seven-year-old, but the guy said Tony needed needed help
4: getting
5: it up. (laughs) 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 Oh, I heard it. I thought it. (laughs) Yeah, but you missed the other one where Travis said he had four guys on a lift.
1: So, so I'll just and mention. Three I'll just, guys in a list. Yeah. I still want to circle back to the lube that they were talking about the last all day long. I was. Like, well, the,
2: I was I'm thinking sure. the spray on would be very handy. You only need one hand. <laughs> Good to go. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, going back to the this isn't a Larry thing. I, I literally was going to talk about this anyway. So, did you guys know that Dewalt has battery powered air compressors? Really, they also
5: yeah. make a battery
2: powered welder. To- <laughs> I
7: think most of the bigger ones do now. So does Bauer.
11: <laughs> hmm.
1: I don't know. I mean, I, the air compressor you were talking like the I can't. I'm sorry. Somebody mentioned the buy air hundred cycle, hundred percent cycle, duty cycle. The, yeah. The the ARB is hundred percent. I if I'm going to buy an air compressor, I'm going to buy one that's not going to like shut down on me. I've got a cheap one that I bought for the kids so they can go out and in their garage and do it if they want to but because they're traveling, they're off at college and whatever. But man, airing up a 35 or a 37-inch tire off of one of those little cheap air compressors takes forever. Mm-hmm. I yeah. don't want to be the guy well, holding the- Well, this is why order. I want a power tank. Uh,
2: I mean, I learned out there at EJS. It just, I mean, especially, and I've I've said this before, especially when people are waiting for you to eat. I'm like, I'm airing up tires. I want those damn tires aired up enough so I can get the hell over there and eat some food. <laughs>
4: yeah, so I'm not going to say that it took him a while yeah. last year, but Larry was done uh, hanging out with Duke in the Jeep and having a business phone call, I think, in the time it took do to get his damn
2: tires. Oh, man. Enough. And it's a, and I have a via, a via Air 100% Duty Cycle air compressor. In fact, I want to find out from Chuck which one he has because I can't imagine running the air tool off that, that one that I have. I, you got to have a
1: tank.
8: Yeah, I, so I have a tank. So the 100% Duty Cycle one that I bought, gosh, well, it, it was before my children were alive, so that's 20 years ago. And it's still running. It's still running. That's great. And, I mean, my wife now airs up all of our tires, and uh, I just go and drink a six-pack of beer by the time <laughs> it takes. Uh,
2: You're going to wake I mean, up dead under a pillow one of these yeah. days. That's pretty impressive. I mean, impressive. I to
5: air
1: down tires, let alone air them up.
5: Yeah, I know that power tank on mine, if you hook up to four tires, it's around five minutes for all four. And I think that the Lake compressor I have is floating nine or ten
6: Hey, yeah, Chuck, I, I thought we had to add air back into your tire with my power tank at the last
8: Texas event. Who, me? Yeah. That, that, was, my, Jeep. that was my dad's Jeep knucklehead. Uh-huh. <laughs> he thought he He's got
4: sorry, you. John Lee's confused. He doesn't own 17 Jeeps. No. Yeah.
6: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just the one.
2: Yeah, he still all has the one that is his yeah, first one. That's uh, which is pretty cool. Yeah, just so everybody knows, uh, in, in case the listeners are wondering, I have the Via Air uh, 450C that uh, I, I purchased back in 2013 and didn't actually get it hooked up and used uh, until uh, recently, uh, right before EJS. So it's been sitting <laughs> in the garage all that time. But uh, yeah, I have a tank that goes along with it. I just got to figure out a, a good place to mount it.
8: Yeah, a, t- a tank's a game changer for a. Uh for an air compressor it really really is sure
12: yeah
1: you know earlier Tony yeah, nice you mentioned work. something about using your air compress your air conditioning compressor <clears throat> yeah my my seventy eight CJ five uses the air compressor or the excuse me the air conditioning compressor and then the tank is actually you know, I've got a tube bumper on the front that's that's actually a tank and it's really old school to do it that way but it works. Of course you don't sure. have air conditioning but Chuck would agree. In a CJ, you're not supposed to have air conditioning anyway. Well, you just roll the windows down. I you know CJ, if you have windows. Chip, my
8: my CJ7 I just bought is a is a Laredo with factory air conditioning.
2: Oh, Ooh, it's a beautiful geez. Jeep.
1: Nice. What color is it? Not red. It's
8: maroon. It's that eighty one maroon Laredo with the silver.
1: Nice. We, we just
9: silver. Right. Yeah.
1: This is getting <laughs> off subject, Chuck, but what should I buy? Should I buy an LJ or should I buy a Scrambler? Scrambler. <laughs> Scrambler.
2: And, and Chuck would like to sell you an 81. It's uh, some assembly required. Yeah, of <laughs> I, I, it's real close. It's real close to
8: each other. The body and the frame, like they're real. <laughs> it's you, uh, it's frame
4: adjacent. The, frame on the LJ just a little bit better than the frame on the Scrambler.
2: Well, oh, he's got I a new. I don't remember him he's falling
4: got, in two pieces. He's got a new frame.
2: LJ. He's he's putting a putting the, the the scrambler on a new frame, so he'll be uh, he he cool. won't know how to drive it because it will not have a lot less if flex. I,
1: if I buy an LJ and put a scrambler logo on the front of the LJ, there would you that go. Be a sacrilege thing.
8: I'm fine. Yeah, that's totally fine. Everything's okay.
3: <laughs> TG, all right. Let's get to let's get to our camp.
2: second question for the night. <laughs> Uh, do you carry the same tools on the trail that you use in the garage? And I don't know if that means the same brand or if you if you migrate them. So either either one of those questions: Do you use the same brand tools, uh, both uh, trail tools and in your garage tools, or do you do you have a uh, maybe something that you throw them all in and then put them in the in the jeep? How, how do you how do you handle tools uh, out in the uh, the
12: field? Yeah, so l- uh, I used to have a I've always garage set my- and. Uh, It's not I carry in the Jeep, but recently with my housing situation, I've lost my garage, so everything that's in my Jeep is my garage tools. Pretty much slimmed down my toolbox. I still have a toolbox in the garage, but what I carry in the Jeep is what I need to work on the Jeep and anything else.
2: I think it was Bill uh, that uh, said that uh, he he whenever he works on something he actually uh, keeps track of which tools he's using and and those are the ones that he knows he needs to carry in the the jeep with him. I think it was Bill that said that.
5: Yeah, it yeah. was Bill because I kind of I, I copied it off of him. Just kind of changed my uh, tool roll into what I work on a jeep with after the, after we had that discussion.
11: And uh, that, yeah, that was he had a good idea on that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you right. can put your parts on and take them off with your go bag. Well, then you can fix it when you're on the trail.
1: Right. Which is a great idea to minimize stuff. But on the other hand, what I, I mean, I've got a set of Craftsman that's in my garage. And I've got and I've got Makita and DeWalt stuff that I thought, okay, I don't want to take that out on the trail. So I bought Bauer. I bought a separate, like you said, the blow mold plastic thing with all the Craftsman tools for in my Jeep. And I have a complete set of tools for my Jeep that I would have to fix my Jeep or other people's Jeeps if we're out. What I find myself doing is if I've got a tractor that needs some repairs or if I've got other vehicles that need repairs, I end up pulling my Jeep up next to it and take all the tools out of my Jeep and work it. Work. So I've been using all the tools that are in my Jeep more than I've used any tools that are in my garage or in my basement or anywhere else. So it, I don't know. I mean, I've got sets for both. And the ones that I tended to want to keep at home were better. But I end up using the ones that in my Jeep a lot more just for everything. Mm-hmm.
2: I, I, I don't think you can have enough, uh, enough tools. Uh, a lot of tools is always a good thing. as long as it doesn't start creating a gra- their own gravitational field, uh, then you have a problem. <laughs> um, and the, and, the, and, the, and the, the wife stays off your back because she's not telling you to clean up the garage.
5: No, she doesn't know. You know, you know one thing you always got to watch out for nowadays is that if you're running a newer Jeep, everything's metric. And if you're running an older Jeep, most things are all inch. So if you're having to cross over back and forth, you know, the, trying to keep them all separate so that
10: you can find what you're looking for. And,
6: and you if get you the have same a Jeep thing from the
10: mid-90s, 80s and 90s, the two, <laughs> yeah, both. you have two bolts <laughs> next to each other, one of them standard and one of them metric.
11: Well, well you, 80s, you know, you not. get the same thing with the aftermarket parts. I mean, you might take metric bolts out to put... But then you're putting an aftermarket part on, it, and it's standard bolts. That's
1: true. Mm-hmm. That's why yeah, I carry. Both I got of the that a lot of stuff. Carry a I, left-handed and right-handed crescent wrench.
7: <laughs> <laughs> you mean metric and inch? Yes. Well, I have that gear wrench set I brought up earlier that stays in my Jeep. But then I also have certain tools that move between the shop and the Jeep when we go out. It just depends on what it is. Like I've got that gear inch set, and then I've got like an axle nut that stays in the Jeep now or axle socket. <laughs> right. But like a pry bar, my electric stuff, you know, certain wrenches, I'll move back and forth. So it just kind of depends.
8: I've always yeah. taught my boys that uh like like especially Josh with his Jeep, he has a dedicated toolbox that anytime he works mm-hmm. on his Jeep, whether it's in the shop or anywhere, He only works out of that toolbox. And if he finds it where he doesn't have something, then I tell him, well, go buy it and put it in your toolbox and it never leaves there. So when you're out in the dang trail, it's not like, oh, I don't have that damn widget. You always know. So like when we work on any Jeep inside the shop, each Jeep has its own toolbox and you only work out of it. You don't, I've never mixed match because I've been out, out on the trail too much and You know your damn hub nut. You know your your that fancy one for the CJs. You know, oh shit, I left that on the bench somewhere, and then you're screwed because you can't, you know, work on your front end or whatever. You know, so you only no matter what it's that own its own toolbox.
3: Yeah, there's nothing. There's nothing worse than going to do something and. You don't have that tool with you, but you have bought it. But you know exactly it, where it is. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh yeah, it's in the top left drawer of my tool book chest in the garage. But it doesn't help me because yeah. I didn't bring it with me today. So there's there's really nothing worse than that. The only the thing next, that comes
6: yeah, next to that, I would say, is forgetting your lug nut key for the <laughs> locking <laughs> lug nuts that you got. Like so, you may have your lug nuts,
2: and then you're like shit.
1: The lug What's nut is always in the glove box. Chuck so, doesn't know what that is. What's well, a lug?
2: Four. One of the first rows. things fair to get two. thrown
13: away yeah, is any
4: lug nut that takes a special key. That Absolutely. shit comes off. Regular certain ones go on, and that shit goes in the recycling bin. Certain wheels, you have to
12: have it.
9: But th- this brings yeah. up why well, you have to have it.
1: So, Kevin, you said that you will put your tools. You know, you'll have tools that you'll load in. Um when you go off with your jeeping so when i first got into off-roading i would clean my jeep out after every trip i'd clean it out i'd take the stuff put it in the garage put it in the house and then when i was planning an off-road event i'd have to make sure that i loaded everything and i tried to make a checklist to have everything back in the jeep that i needed to off-road or go on a trip since then i've come to the realization i've got an off-road dedicated jeep pretty much yeah, I can take it and do other things with it, but all my stuff's in my Jeep. So, if so one of my buddies calls on Saturday morning saying, what are you doing this afternoon? Let's go jeeping. I've got everything loaded in my Jeep already, and which is a nice a, a comfort because I know that 99% of everything's there. It's always that 1% that you don't have. But
5: Yeah, that loading and unloading is where you start losing things or forget to put things back in or yep. that's where you get hose on the trail, some breaks and... That's when that, that cold sweat start when you realize crap I forgot to put the tools back in. Yep, but so it's I a have good. a whiteboard up on the wall of the garage,
4: and if I like on the Jeep, I added a uh, skip plates, and they got uh, hex headed pan bolts in there. So as I put that in, or I've installed other things, I write notes. There's a list of tools that. I used out of the garage that I know aren't in the toolkit that need to be purchased and put in there so that they stay in there. Um, and it used to be that I have, I have one tool bag I've had for 20 years that's I've flown across the country with me to pick up vehicles and drive back. And now I'm to the point where each rig gets its own set of tools. I don't, I don't like swapping the bag back and forth. So each rig gets a tool bag and that's for that rig and that rig alone is what I like to do.
1: Man, I
3: wish I had multiple rigs.
1: Well, I was going to say, Bob, listening to you and listening to Chuck, maybe I need to start a tool bag for my wife's J- jl because yes I, you do. I would i would tend to just say okay either we're wheeling and we're both going and i'm taking my jeep which i've got all the tools in it you don't need to worry about it but the other like a few weeks ago we went off-roading not really off-roading we went we went jeeping we were mostly on roads but we anyway i threw a i threw a i was like okay what am i going to need at a minimal event i just threw the toe strap in just so we'd have a strap in case somebody needed it but I didn't have any tools thrown in there, so I would. We were all naked. So I, I think maybe I tool, a little tool bag in every of the G, every Jeep is not a bad idea at all. Uh, that's well, how that's somebody, how I get you. He's all naked
11: with a strap on.
1: Yes, <laughs> and the lube. You weren't. Little, you nice. were willing
11: alone.
0: You weren't willing alone. So somebody had tools there, like me. Currently, my YJ has its own tool bag. It, it said it like Chuck mentioned that initially, and I was like. I have a tool bag for the YJ. It's in the YJ. My JLU, I don't have a single tool. I have, I won uh, a jack, not a high lift jack, but a a jack. So I've got a jack in there. I've got, you know, a crescent wrench and and a few small tools and a few electrical just because I'm like, it's a 4XE. I'm going to have a few electrical tools just left in it. But I don't have tools. I'm always willing with my buddy And I've been out the last three weeks, knock on wood, zero issues, been perfect times, but his, the back of his JK has got seriously the rollout pans that have every tool in the world. I mean, there's not a tool he does not have for any Jeep, period, point blank. It's a full shop. And I'm like, I'm with him. I don't have to worry about it. And that's, you know, I will slowly build a tool bag for my new Jeep as well, but I'm not wheeling alone. I'm like, no, he's got everything. I don't really need to worry about it. I mean, I've not carried a toe strap. I've been on the last three weeks in a row and hit and, and every D and mm-hmm. you have a single item with me. Wow. Every D in Uari. Yeah, it's it's Dickie Bell, John or yeah. Dutch John and and uh <laughs> three D the other one. Three D. <laughs> yeah, D's. yeah, yeah, three yeah D's. I get yeah, that. I, I get I get all that, but
3: if he breaks and you're not always going to have what you need to fix it, and you move on in your vehicle, you still don't have anything, right? I, I don't.
6: Want- yeah, that's also like not bringing a spare tire with you because you think somebody else is going to cover you, <laughs> no. right? I, mean, like, I,
11: I don't. I don't like, think Kyler that rely would never on that, that heavily. That, I, Yeah, that,
5: that would be another I D. Really,
0: <laughs> yeah, a D bit. <laughs> D, <on him. laughs> you know, G D move. Have I, yeah. have, have, I, we were at Myrtle Beach and you know he went through the mud pit and you know was about to bog down his engine and and seize it he didn't fire it up he knew but yet I had one electrical tool he was able we 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 had though sometimes
2: you have to be part of the round table to discussion to be able to hear the discussion after the uh the recording of the roundtable uh, ends, and that's what, you're, uh, that's what you're happening to you now because uh, it's time for us to wrap this up. You know, it's it, what a great uh, discussion we have here on the show. Uh, the, the Jeep Talk Show is so blessed to have uh, listeners uh, like these that join us, and uh, we'd like to have you uh, and uh, join the discussion. Uh, it, you're not right, you're not wrong, it's just your opinion, it's just what you do, and uh, uh, we all learn a little something when we talk to folks, uh, and uh, that, and that's kind of the point of this. And, and the great thing is, it's all respectful or, and fun. So uh, if you're concerned about that, you should join uh, and feel comfortable about joining because we're not going to put up with anything that uh, it gets out of line. So if, uh, if, if you're worried about getting on here and uh, being made fun of, well, it's going to happen, but I, I don't think it's going to bother you because we're not uh, vindictive. <laughs> and that brings us to the end of another exhilarating Jeep Talk Show Roundtable episode. I want to express my deepest gratitude to our incredible panel of Jeep enthusiasts for sharing their valuable insights, experiences, and expertise today. Your passion for Jeeps is truly inspiring, and we are grateful for your contributions. Hey, thanks again to Tyree Lights for sponsoring this Roundtable episode. Uh, have a look at the amazing lights they have to offer at ty- TyreeOffRoad.com. Uh, I have Tyree Lights on the 2021 Jeep Talk Show. Gladiator, and I never have to be afraid of the dark again. Remember to support the companies that support the show you love, the Jeep Talk Show. Visit TyreeOffroad.com. That's T Y R I Offroad.com. And if you'd like to see some Tyree lights, uh, visit uh, the Winterfest on January 20th up at uh, Hollyoaks uh, Offroad Park. And uh, you will, uh, there's a night fest, so uh, Tyree Lights is going to be sponsoring that, and you're going to be able to see some Tyree Lights there. So until next time, keep those Jeeps running strong. Hit those trails with confidence. Remember, it's not just a vehicle. It's a way of life. Oh, and uh, we mentioned the Discord server a couple times in this episode. If you don't know what that is, it's kind of like a chatting uh, chat type server that you can use from your phone, your desktop, uh, uh, a laptop, all all, free. And uh, you can uh, join us on our Discord server and join in on that conversation that uh, is uh, continual. So, just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact, and uh, you can see a, a Discord invite there, but all the ways that you can contact us is right there at uh, jeeptalkshow.com slash contact. This has been Tony hosting the Jeep Talk Show Roundtable episode, and we'll catch you on the next
9: ride. Broadcasting since 2010.